Hello, welcome to episode eight of At Least You Didn't. I've forgotten my name. <laughs> this is going well. I've got a bit of a cold and it sort of sent me all over, you know? Oh, Caroline. Uh, welcome to episode eight of At Least You Didn't. I'm Caroline Verdon. You do sound very sexy today, Caroline. Why, thank you. Unfortunately, it's accompanied by a lot of snot, which is uh, not so sexy. (laughs) We'll edit those bits out. (laughs) I'm Annabelle Buckland, and this is At Least You Didn't. Have we already said that? If we have, that's the name of our podcast. Hell yeah. (laughs) Here's how it works. Uh, The pair of us are utter disaster zones. Uh, As you can tell. As you can tell. uh, Bad things happen to us. And rather than keep them to ourselves and not tell another living soul of our humiliation, we decided during lockdown to make a podcast uh, and tell the world. So what we've done is we have written down our unmentionables on pieces of paper. We then posted them to each other, opened a bottle of gin, started a Zoom session, click record and just one by one read out these pieces of paper and the terrible things that we've done ta-da here's a podcast and now you're sharing your stories too which is amazing please get in touch on instagram and facebook we are at at least you didn't and please share your horrendous tales with us as well because it makes us feel better it makes us all feel better we have a very special international guest on today's podcast we're going global baby going global uh wendy freed is our guest her story is incredibly humiliating just how we like them and hilarious uh, so on this week's episode at least you didn't traumatize a tradie completely humiliate yourself in front of your new boss send an inappropriate picture to your entire family or permanently injure yourself on an amusement arcade horse at least you didn't kick a baby i tried to snog the vicar at least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. At least you didn't traumatise a tradie. So I was about four or five months pregnant and it was the summertime and it was really hot and it was really sweaty and I was still doing breakfast radio. So I would get up at about half past three in the morning. I would go to work. I would do the radio show. I would get home about 12 o'clock lunchtime and then I would go straight to bed for like two hours, three hours in the afternoon just to get a nap in because I was exhausted. And Rob, my husband, worked from home and he'd said to me when I got home from work that day, remember we've got the plumber coming round to give us a quote for redoing the radiators because we lived in this beautiful old cottage but the people before us who had put the central heating in had put in really modern radiators and it looked awful mm. just really not even nice modern ones I mean like just cheap ones mm. like from the 60s or whatever and so we wanted to replace them with these beautiful in-keeping old-fashioned oldie-worldy type radiators anyway I said yeah that's fine I'm going to bed just wake me up when you see him arrive and he went yeah no problem And that is the last time I've ever trusted a single thing (laughs) that Rob has ever said to me. (laughs) So it's summer and it's really hot. So I get up to bed and I just take all my clothes off. All of them, Annabelle. What what position do you sleep in in the bed? At this point, pregnant and hot, spread eagled. (laughs) I am like an absolute starfish. I mean, we've got a super king. And I'll be honest, I took up 99% of that bed. (laughs) And I go to sleep. And then the next thing I hear is the bedroom door opening. (gasps) My husband has walked up the stairs with the plumber to show him the radiator in our bedroom. 
What an idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> and I, I just have no time to think through what I'm going to do. So I made a move that at the time I thought, bloody genius. So the door is on my right hand side. The radiator is at the foot of the bed. So with my right hand, I grab the corner of the duvet and I quickly, in like a move that, I don't know, a ninja would be proud of, I whip the duvet over the top of me whilst rolling onto my side. Like you burrito yourself. I burrito myself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well done. Now, granted, it looked like a burrito that I'd made. And by that, what I mean is I always put too much filling in. <laughs> You know what I mean? The wrap part doesn't quite cover it all, but you can just about get away with it. But I'm thinking it's fine because he's not standing on that side of me. The plumber is either going to be standing to my back when he walks in the room or down by my feet uh, and still sort of to my back when he's looking at the radiator. So it's all fine. And then I think I've managed to do this so quickly, I can just pretend to be asleep. <laughs> right. So the plumber looks at the radiator, does whatever he's doing, leaves the room with my husband, goes to look in some other rooms, and sure enough, the plumber then leaves. Can I ask, though, when he, when Rob shows this plumber into your bedroom, does he make any kind of reference to, oh, sorry, no. this is just my pregnant sleeping wife in, in no, the room? nothing. He just, just like it's completely normal. waltzes in with you there yeah. in the bed. Like, on, it's the, like it's the start of a porno. <laughs> like it's completely normal. <laughs> There was no bam chicka wow wow. You should have offered it. Maybe that could have swung the deal for him. Trust me, I think that would have been a hard no or a soft no. So uh, he leaves and I go downstairs and I see, see my husband and I'm thinking I got away with that pretty well. Uh, and he says, we didn't really do a very good job of it. Oh no. I said, what do you mean? There's a mirror there's a mirror right in front of me and I hadn't even thought about it. Because my eyes were closed. I was pretending to be asleep. How much of I you was exposed? Was it um, a stray I mean, nip? all of it. <laughs> it wasn't one because they'd like, like, like slapped across each other as I was rolling over. Um, and the, the worst thing of it was, the absolute worst thing of it was, is that I was the one who had originally phoned the plumber. Okay. So... I was the one whose contact details he had. <laughs> so two days later, I get a text message from him, which simply says, I'm afraid it's too big a job. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> you scared him off. <laughs> okay, this one's a long one. At least you didn't humiliate yourself in front of your new boss and your mum and ruin your favourite jacket all in the same day. Wow, what an adventure. Yay, I'm so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the very beginning of my first ever proper radio job, the radio station where you and I met. Okay. And I had been in my new job for exactly five days it was the friday night and i'd started my new job on the monday so i was still uber keen to impress trying to put on a good a you good know, show yeah 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 if i and remember rightly you were in early every day you were leaving late 
every day. Yeah. You were just... I made a cake. Yeah, you did, I made, didn't I got you? my mum to make a cake to bring in and I told everyone I'd made yeah, it. I remember you made a cake, it. yeah. Lemon <laughs> cake, it was delicious. <laughs> so Friday night comes, it's Christmas because I started the first week of December. So I'm going out on a big works Christmas party with my old colleagues from the job I just left. Okay. It was kind of celebrating, yeah, you got through your first week of your first ever radio job. Woohoo, it's Christmas. Let's get drunk. <laughs> I got my sequin top on. I'd got some funky shorts with tights on. Wow. Big glittery heels. And my favourite ever faux suede jacket. I felt top dollar. Okay. I felt festive and Christmassy. Like a little Christmas elf. We had pre-drinks <laughs> at my friend's house. Oh, if it starts and... with pre-drinks, you know it's going to be a messy night. And the pre-drinks were Prosecco. Okay. And I have since learned that it's better to have a glass or two of that at the end of the night rather than starting <laughs> off because Prosecco gets me really drunk really quickly. <laughs> I'd had one bottle of Prosecco to myself. Wow. Which is probably about my limit these days. And I was feeling pretty tipsy. We went to the train station, we got the train into Oxford and we went into the first bar, Anuba. And that's the last thing I clearly remember. And it's the first place we went to. And I fell over about three times in that club and we'd only been in there about 40 minutes. It was about nine o'clock at night. Oh no. So all of my friends were all getting kebabs, so I then was seductively slumped over the bin outside kebab. Oh. It was real bad, Caroline. Real bad. I was staying at a friend's house that night, thank God, because my mum doesn't ever really see me drunk. She doesn't like drunkness, does she? I just think she sees me as her little angel. Okay. And yeah. um not someone who throws up in bins. Yeah. It's not what she hoped for her little baby. <laughs> wasn't part of our hopes and dreams <laughs> so i stayed at my friend's house and i woke up the next morning feeling obviously dreadful yeah but i'd forgotten what i'd agreed to do the next day i'd forgotten that i'd agreed to go to costco the wholesale cash and carry place with my mum to help her carry the large bags of dog food that we used to buy <laughs> oh, God. from the shop into the back of her Oh, car. God, you're not even buying something that smells okay. You're buying dog food. Yeah, and I'd committed to actually physically helping oh. to carry them. So, I mean, there's no way that I could have texted my mum and said, sorry, I can't do it. That would not fly. So I had to say, hi, Mum. I stayed at Sophie's house last night because um, we were just having so much fun. So decided to stay over. Do you want to come and pick me up from here? And we can go to Costco later this afternoon, maybe? She just texts back, I'm on my way now. Text me the address. Oh, no. So we're in Costco and I'm honestly seeing double, but having to pretend that I'm perky as a peach. So... We're pushing this trolley around. We've got all the dog food in in the trolley and we're making our way to the checkouts. And then who do we bump into but my brand new boss who I've known for five days doing his shop with his family. Oh, no. Wants to stop and chat, which is lovely, isn't it? That's lovely. Oh, God. He even said to me, are you okay? You look (laughs) grey. I've introduced him to my mum. And then at that point, I've got zero conversation left, zero personality left, can't get away quick enough. 
and I've literally given him about 60 seconds of my time before I've said, okay, we'll see you on Monday then, bye. In a reel, I will talk to you at work, but not during my time. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm getting paid for this, I will do it. But otherwise, no. So then I was I was so thirsty, I felt horrendous. I really needed a drink of water. They have a cafe in Costco, but do they do bottles of water? No, they don't. At least they didn't on that day. So I chose a pint of lemonade and I took a sip of that lemonade. It was like sweet nectar of heaven. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop guzzling it down. Oh no, you don't want to do a guzzle when you've had a big, big night out. I guzzled the lot. It just felt so refreshing at least 80% better. So we went and we chucked these big bags of dog food in the car. I honestly felt like my arms were made of cotton wool. With a stomach full of fizzy pop yeah. on top of a stomach full of alcohol that's alcohol. just rotting your general insides. Yeah. And the smell of dog food and having yeah. to essentially do a full weightlifting workout. Yeah. So conditions aren't great. No. For a relaxing car journey <laughs> home, are they really? And suddenly... I started to feel a rumble and I got that horrible watery mouth. Oh, no, no. I knew I was going to be sick. I just knew it was happening. And I had to face the fact that I was about to vomit and I had to make a very quick decision. I didn't have a bag. I had my going out bag from the night before, but that wasn't going to be sufficient. Ah, You didn't need a clutch. You needed more of a rucksack. A duffel bag. (laughs) And I looked at the footwell and I looked at my jacket that oh. I had to take off. My favourite jacket that I'd had to take off because the alcohol sweat's coming. Not a jacket. <laughs> I knew, Caroline, that if I vomited in the footwell of my mother's car, one, I'd have to clean it up. Two, I'd never hear the end of it. So it had to be the jacket, didn't oh. it? And it was such a sorry scene of me reaching down into the footwell, oh. picking my jacket up and opening my jacket out oh. into my lap as I just sat and waited for it to come. And it was such a sad moment. It's like when you know you're about to lose something and it's happening in slow motion, I just sat there and looked at my jacket, unfolded in my lap and just in my head, said a little prayer and said, goodbye, old friend. And then kapow. And then that was it. In the passenger seat of my mum's car, she started having a meltdown. And then we had to pull over into a B&Q car park for me to lob it in a skip. Oh, no! Not even a chance of cleaning it. (laughs) No. Just get rid. It was long gone. It was long gone. R.I.P. Favourite jacket, career, and your mother's respect. (laughs) (laughs) At least you did. Hang on, hang on. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, you did. So here is the part of the show where we like to share other people's stories because why should just we humiliate ourselves? Why should you get to escape the humiliation? <laughs> now, this lady that we've got on the podcast this week, Caroline, did you you found her on TikTok, didn't you? I did. She put up a video on TikTok and it made me howl with laughter at just <laughs> how unfortunate her situation was, this terrible thing that happened to her. It really made me laugh. So we basically forced her to come onto the podcast. Uh, and she listened to a few episodes and she went, oh, I fit right in. And she's now one of us. She's part of the family. So this is Wendy. This is what happened when we caught up with her. And this is her, at least you didn't, send a humiliating photograph to your entire family. So I was induced 
on March 11th of 2020. So I went into labor, went all night. And the next day I had my son on uh, March 12th and uh, in the hospital, the nurse was taking pictures because the doctor who delivered my son actually let my husband deliver. So my husband got to deliver while she was standing next to him. So the nurse had this, the camera and was taking pictures and just kind of circling the room and capturing everything. And yeah, my husband was just on cloud nine because he got to deliver my son. So, you know, we do the skin to skin, we get me all taken care of, get me transferred to the maternity ward. And I start looking through my messages because I'm feeling like a little bit better. And I'm flipping through this group message. That's my mother-in-law, my husband's aunt, my brother and sister-in-law, and my stepdaughter, who's 10 at the time. And I look at the pictures and I went, oh no, hon. He's like, what? I'm like, you didn't crop the picture. He's like, what do you mean? I said, literally, there's an umbilical cord in the picture. <laughs> My legs are still in the stirrups. The gown was that, like, oh. from, you know, chest up. It was a beautiful picture of my husband, my son, and I. <laughs> but the rest was just out there. Who was the first person to reply to that message in the family chat? Everyone was like, oh, my God, he's beautiful. <laughs> And my first thought is, well, my mother-in-law doesn't have her glasses on and neither does his aunt. <laughs> my stepdaughter is completely oblivious. So I texted my sister-in-law on the side and I said, listen, she said, don't worry. I deleted it from my husband's phone. I saw it. It's no big deal. We're just going to move on and forget it ever happened. I said, okay. So it never came up again because I had my son during the pandemic. Nobody got to see us. It was, you know, until this weekend. And my husband's aunt was down and we don't see her very often. She's like, oh yeah, Wendy, I absolutely saw it. Yeah, I just wanted to pretend like it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) So that was Wendy from Over the Pond because we are going international. (laughs) At least you didn't. It's reaching audiences all across the world. And if you want to send us your stories and you want to get it off your chest, because you will feel better sharing it with the rest of the world, then please do send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. We are at At Least You Didn't. Come on, just share it with us. Get it off your chest. Do it. Do it. Right. Let's crack on with the podcast. At Least You Didn't permanently injure yourself on an amusement arcade horse. So Rob and I had been dating for maybe six weeks. Yeah. And uh, it came to that point where we decided to go in a Bridget Jones style on a mini break. <gasps> and I was as excited as Bridget Jones is in the film about the concept of a mini yes. break. Yes. Headscarf, sunglasses. I top mean, down. just not till later in the evening. <laughs> um, and we went to Swanage which is beautiful. And we just went there to have like a nice beach weekend, go on some walks, have some fish and chips, just a nice chilled out time. And whilst we were there, they have in Swanage an old-fashioned amusement arcade. Oh, I love those things. Love them. With the 2P machines. Oh, bloody love them. I just could spend so much money. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So we went in and played with the 2P machines and I won nothing. Um, And then there was like a basketball game thing you could do. Rob won it. I love those. Um, Then there was some sort of shoot-em-up game. Rob won it. Then we went and did a bowling game that was in there. Rob won it. And I found myself not enjoying it so much anymore because he was just winning everything. (laughs) I found it really annoying. 
And so I looked around the arcade and basically thought, right, what can I win on? <laughs> and out of the corner of my eye, I spotted a horse riding game. Okay. It was a grand national horse riding game. And basically there were these two giant plastic and metal horses. And the idea was you sat on the horse, one each, and you rode it to the finish line. Okay. And you, do you have a background in horse riding? I mean, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I did do horse riding for like four years. I mean, a long time ago, but that's four solid years. And so I said to him, you ever been on a horse? <laughs> he said, no. I thought, bingo. Game on. So we get on our horses. He goes on the one on the right-hand side. I'm on the one on the left. And I know how to gallop. <laughs> and I'm thinking... He is toast. He's toast. The second they say go, there's there's none of this working up to a trot or a bit of a canter. I'm just galloping. Like, I'm absolutely... I'm nailing this. Yeah. So the game starts. The man says go on the screen. The pretend horse boxes that you're in get lifted and it is time. So I'm on this horse and I am riding it. <laughs> I, I mean, I am really riding it. I am absolutely going for it. And somehow, somehow... I am winning, but he's so close behind. I just think, how is this? He's never even been on a horse. <laughs> he's never even been on a horse. So I'm like, right, more vigorous. <laughs> it's almost like this ride isn't actually an accurate representation of horse riding. <laughs> so I think I've got to do it more vigorously. So you've got to basically stand and sit and thrust at the same time. Okay. So I am like a machine, Annabelle. I am absolutely going for it I can and i can it. i can see the final end point of this game i'm getting faster and faster and faster and faster and i've got it all i've got it all i'm there like get it up get it up i'm giving it everything i'm giving it everything and he's giving it everything and he's still really close on my tail and it's get he's getting closer and he's getting closer and i'm riding this horse faster and i'm riding this horse faster and i'm jumping and bouncing and thrusting and jumping and bouncing and thrusting and then I'm in the most excruciating amount of pain <gasps> you could ever possibly imagine. And I comedy style slip sideways <laughs> off the horse <laughs> and fall on the floor. Oh, no. And I can't move. What, have you got whiplash? I'm in so much pain that I can't put any pressure or weight through my back. Like, I'm in absolute agony oh my god and the only way i can sort of sit up or do anything is if i put weight through my hands yeah so if my hands take all the weight of my back then i'm okay but that's it and there's like a security guard there who's like helping me up sort of like offering me a hand rob he's still on the horse he's finishing the race <laughs> um didn't get off that horse until he'd finished <laughs> I somehow managed to stand up. He gets off the horse. He gives me a hand. Now, for this weekend, Rob had a camper van. Oh, no. So we were staying in a like in this old VW camper van, which is beautiful and tiny. And uncomfortable. And very uncomfortable. Um, and I get to the point where I can walk, but it's a hobble. It's a right old hobble. Mm. Um, but I'm okay. And we hobble back to the campsite. And I'm okay. And... I try to get to sleep that night. I'm so uncomfortable. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I am desperate for the toilet. 
I cannot move. Oh, no. So in the end, Rob had to drive to, <laughs> to the toilet block. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning in a campsite. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning in a campsite. <laughs> he then had to open the boot, which is where my feet were. And he then slowly pulled me out <laughs> like by the ankles. Body. Like a body. <laughs> out of this position so that I could eventually stand up and go to the toilet. And he said, look... I think you need to go to hospital. Like, you shouldn't be. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and he said, look, I don't think this is going to work out. Because <laughs> all the time you're telling this story, I'm thinking, oh my God, yeah, this is awful for anyone in any situation. But you're also technically on a date. We're on a date. You're still seeing yeah. each other. This is yeah. still early days. It's like, yeah, we're only like six weeks in or something. So we then go to A&E. But then I had to explain how I got the injury. <laughs> And let me tell you, when you say to multiple doctors and nurses that you got this injury from vigorously riding an arcade horse and they don't don't believe you. (laughs) The look that I got, well, it was it was awkward and weird and embarrassing. And by the third time I told the story, this nurse turned around to me laughing and said, come on. This is a sex injury, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I literally was vigorously riding an arcade horse. Not the kind of ride you're thinking of, love. <laughs> Very embarrassing, but but I'd slipped a disc. That's what I'd that's oh what I'd done. Oh my god, that's how badly you wanted to win. That's how badly I wanted to win. So badly that I dislodged part of my own spine. And this is ten years ago now, and it still gives me jip. <laughs> god bless that man for sticking with you. <laughs> At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. Hurrah! You made it to the end of the podcast. Well done. Congratulations. We're just giving you a little salute. I doff my hat to you, sir. We are very lucky that you are always wearing a hat. I never go anywhere without you it. You don't. Feathers and bows. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, on next week's episode, at least you didn't make a terrifying discovery in your garden. Get a bad reputation on the River Thames. Or accidentally called David Beckham a murderer whilst reading the news. Caveat. For legal reasons, I need to clarify David Beckham is not a murderer. <laughs> If you've got any stories for us, please do send them in. We'd love to get you on the podcast. Get in touch on Instagram or the Facebook. We are at At Least You Didn't. We'll see you next week. ta then. I doff my cap. <laughs>